Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back once again to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're listening to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace and Tyler Hudson. And all this week we've been talking to you about dealing with addictions. And Tyler, this is your background where you served in ministry and counseling and helping men come out of that there. The curriculum that was written that you're using there through the HOPE program there, and churches can get get involved in this. They can go online and become part of this and use the curriculum there, but they have to reach out to Hope and do it as free. The material's free for them. Unless they want the yep. printed versions, then they have to pay for that, but they can download all this great material there. Go ahead, Tyler. Let me give them both those websites. Uh, if you're a church that wants to start Hope or utilize these resources, you're going to go to hopeforaddictions.com. Or if you're interested in buying, you're, you're just a regular person and you just want to buy some of the books that have to do with some of these things, hope, the number four, addictions.com is the place for you. If you're a person who wants to live in, you're you're at a point where you need to go to the Victory Ranch, you need to live in home there, have the hands-on treatment, then you're going to go to victoryranchok.com, and you're going to enroll there. And now what I want to do here, we were talking yesterday about getting into the roots and that's no pun intended, but that program is going to go deep. <laughs> and it's yeah. going to take more time than we can give just in today in a day's program there. So I think let's do this, Tyler. Let's finish off. We'll put off the, the other stuff for another time. Uh, let's discuss, if you can, the 15, 15 biblical yeah. truths. And we're up to number five. Read number six for us, if you would. Yeah, number six is you can choose the sin, but you can't choose the consequences. Oh, wow. You can choose the <laughs> sin. Uh, that's a great one because I feel that's – I've said this for years. I, I, You're free to make your choices, but you're not free from the consequences of your choices. And it's pretty much the same thing. You know, you um, we, we have freedom. Praise God. God gave us the ability to make our choices. But we're never free from the consequences of our choices. And so uh, elaborate on that more, if you would. I mean, I think you said it very well. You know, when you read the Old Testament, I'd read the Old Testament a lot, and you'd see, like, if if you look at it from a bird's eye view, so to speak, you see that the children of Israel, they'd they'd mess up, right? And God would go into slavery and different things, and and they would repent of their sin and ask God to help help them and God would pull them out of that, you know, and 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 fix it, so to speak. And that would kind of happen over and over and over and over again. But it finally got to one point where um where they did the same thing, right? And they got into sin and they went to the Lord and said, "Lord, you know, basically get us out of it." But this time he's uh, God says, "No, I'm not going to." And I sta- and I stopped, you know, he didn't in other words, he didn't uh take them out of slavery and and just completely fix everything and all that different stuff. He 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 actually didn't do. He let them bask in what they've created. And I and I remember I went to my pastor and I said, I don't understand why God did that. Why did He do that here? I mean, He's been fixing it over and over. What's different now? Here's what's different now. Um, before they actually had repentance that was involved in it. And, and what's happened is that it's happened over and over and over again. And now they're no longer sorry for it. They just want God to take the consequences away. Yeah, you know that's, that's that's 
Yeah, sorry, I stepped on you there. You know, that's that's true. People just don't want the consequences. That's why when a couple are involved in sexual activity outside of marriage and they get pregnant, they want to, you know, yeah. deal with the consequences. They're not sorry for their sin. I had a situation, had a couple of young people in my youth department back when I was a youth pastor many years ago, 100 years ago now it seems. And, um, and, and both of them, uh, you know, had parents who were in ministry, and this was kind of embarrassing for them there, and, uh, and she got pregnant. And, of course, they, could, they couldn't let that be known. They had to hide that, they felt, rather than confess their sin. So he paid for her to have an abortion, and she couldn't live with the guilt of killing her baby and tried to commit suicide and was in the hospital and stuff, and then everything came out. You know, your sin always, I don't know if this is one of the truths, but, you know, there's another sin. Sin will always take you farther than you ever want to go and cost you more than you ever want to pay. And, um, yeah. you know, that, that, that's the truth. What's truth number seven? Biblical truth number yeah, seven. Yeah. Uh, well, can, can I say one more thing about the last one? Would that be sure. okay? Yeah. I'm sorry. I want I want to say this. If you are helping someone who struggles with addictions and you, and you think about that truth, um, you can't choose the consequences. Here's what you see a lot of times. So let's say someone gets saved and they get off drugs and, and all this different stuff. Here, here's many times what you'll see happen. They've been their whole lives. We talked about you know, the wake that, of destruction that they leave behind them. And so now they're saved. Now they're planting good seed. But there's still bad harvest that's coming up from the seeds that they've planted before. Now think about this now. Okay, because you've got a new born-again Christian, and he's, got, he's living his life right, or she's living her, her life right. And what they do is they get to a point where they quit because they're like, listen, I'm doing things right, and it's still not working. I still have... All this bad stuff coming up. It doesn't change the rule that you reap what you sow. And you mm-hmm. still have to keep planting that good seed and keep watering it. And eventually that harvest, that bad harvest will go away. But when you when you first plant that seed, it doesn't sprout up right away just because you got saved. Sometimes time still goes on and you're still going to reap a bad harvest. But don't give up. Don't quit. Wow. Great, great words there. That is so true. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, what's uh, number seven? Number seven. Wow. Number seven is um, confession and repentance removes guilt and sin. Oh, how true that is. Cannot get yeah. past it until we admit it, own it, confess it, give it to God, and, uh, and then, uh, then God can start doing something there. What's number eight? That's, uh, th- that's good. We're going to have to rip through these because I want to get through all 15 here today. Oh, Okay. Well, then I did actually flip one around. Okay, never, okay. so number actually number seven is your sin affects other people. Okay. Your sin affects number, other people. The one I just did was number eight, actually. Okay. So your sin affects other people. Do you got anything you want to share on that, sir? Well, you know, uh, I think we talked about that already. You know, it doesn't just stop with us. It, uh, it's not just a mistake. It's, you know, sin, and it, and it uh, goes further than we ever want it to go. Isn't that true? It sure yeah. is. Okay, number so so you gave us number number eight about the confession. Oh, how important that is. What's what's number nine? Number nine is a believer does not have to be bound by sin. Hmm, that's great. I can see how this is so helpful. You know, when people start going through this material and uh, getting counsel and getting help, they can see that there is hope there. Yeah. They, don't, they don't have to be bound by that. And how victorious that is to realize that we can be overcomers of that. 
Yeah. And here's what it reminds me of. You know, I, I um I don't believe that it's, you know, a person has a greater amazing testimony because they were a drug addict and got saved later in life. I'm not I'm not that I think the best way to go is you're you're saved at a young age and that's one of the greatest testimonies you can have, okay? But but I will say this, I remember the day that I got saved and I remember the weight that was lifted off of me at that moment. I'm talking about I went from 260 pounds to a feather just like that. I mean, I, and I, I mean, I knew something happened, you know. And and when you when you indulge in drugs and different things, and and the, and even just sin in, in general, that's what it does. And the Bible talks about that. It binds you, right? That weight starts to be pushed on you, and it it makes you, you know, think that you need an escape, a drug, or whatever it could be uh, to get you to get out of those. And it's important to understand. Now, notice what it says, though. It says a believer does not have to be bound by sin. Hmm. A lost person will be bound by sin. Amen? Yeah. Yeah. But a believer has an escape, uh, a real escape yeah. with Jesus. You know, so, so, there's some out there who preach sinless perfection. That if you get saved, you'll be perfect. You'll never sin again. Well, have they read much of their Bible? There's a great deal of your Bible telling believers of how to avoid sin, how to overcome it, and how to be free from it and stuff there. And, um, yeah. you know, if we get saved and we don't sin anymore, then we don't need all that instruction and that encouragement. Yeah. But it's there because it is a fact. We still struggle with the flesh. We still struggle with the old man and the old nature. We can become overcomers. And the more of our sanctification... Sanctification is being made in the image of Christ, and that process is not immediate. It's a process. And so as we grow in Christ, we become more like him and become more victorious over these things, and uh, like death and sin. And so, all right, let's, uh, what's 11, number 11? Or did we cover number, 10? I think we're on 10. We're on number 10, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, this is, a, this, is a, this is one we're probably going to have some, I'm going to have some things to definitely talk about. Number 10 is, after removing addictions, you must replace them with godly actions. Oh, wow. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Um, you know, the Bible makes it clear, you know, that uh, when someone was uh, filled with a demon or demons, you know, uh, you can't just cast them out. You've now left an empty void. And if we don't fill it with the Holy Spirit, with God, with his word, with uh, things that are pure and right and righteous, uh, then more wickedness will come in there. Yes. What's your thoughts? That's, I mean, you just took the words out, right out of my mouth there. You're absolutely right. <laughs> the Bible talks about that in the Gospels, actually. I, I, I remember it in Matthew. Uh, I don't remember exactly where it is, but it talks about the man that the guy returns back to his house, and there's seven more demons here now, all these different things, right? And so it's, understand this truth, okay? When you are an, a person that, that's an addict, you have, you don't realize it, but you use drugs to fill the void in so many different areas of your life. And when that's taken away, when you, when you get to where you're no longer uh, addicted to drugs, or you just get saved, right, praise God, you're born again, whatever the case may be, even if you, but even if you're saved already and you get where you stop doing drugs or whatever, there's a void. There is a void, okay? You, you've now, uh, when I used to get sad, I used to go get high. That's gone now, and you're going to get sad again, right? Uh, when I'm bored, that was my thing. When I'm bored, I used to go do drugs. When I, 
you know, when I'm angry or whatever, whatever that root cause is that we talked about before, you're never going to get away from the root cause. It doesn't mean once you get victory, you never struggle with things, as you already kind of mentioned there a little bit. And this is so important. You have to learn how to implant God where you have uh, extracted the drugs, right? Because there's a void there. And so how do you, how do, you do that? Let me tell you what I did. When I got saved, man, I lived at church. I did. I was there all the time. I was trying to knock doors or whatever program was there. And it was simply because I didn't want to go home. I didn't want to sit there and watch television and whatever because every single thing I basically did reminded me of, of doing drugs. And so I didn't want to be around that anymore. You know, we've been working with an addiction ministry close to where we live there. And they've got a, you know, about 60, 70 men in that addiction ministry and one of the worst things they could ever do is let these men have idle time you know they say it's not a biblical point but there's some truth there you know idleness is the devil's workshop and so they like keeping these men involved and busy and stuff and so they've put them with me and some of my uh, projects that we're working on and we keep them busy and we talk about the lord and they love that, you know, yeah. and so we have uh, been able to lead a number of these men to the Lord as well. And so, you know, if you find someone who's coming out of an addiction, they're just, you know, getting right with God and stuff, they're hungry, and they need to fill their lives with the things that um, that are good and healthy for them there. Again, listeners, may I make this appeal to you there? Would you consider helping us and join us and become a contributor and a supporter of this ministry online at our website, fortressoffaith.com? fortressoffaith.com or give us a call 800-616-0082. Join us again tomorrow at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.